Today's post-Christmas episode of the Bill Simmons Podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network is brought to you by State Farm. Just like basketball, the game of life is unpredictable. Talk to a State Farm agent, get a teammate who can help you navigate the unexpected. Kind of like Milwaukee getting their butts kicked on Christmas Day yesterday. That was a little unexpected. Get a teammate who can help you navigate the unexpected. Talk to a State Farm agent today. Meanwhile, the Google Assistant is ready to help you get more done with just your voice in the car, at home, and everywhere you take your phone. With the Assistant, you can set reminders so you don't forget important things like, hey, Google, remember that my keys are on the top shelf. And then later I could just say, hey, Google, where did I leave my keys? A little help hands-free. Just say, hey, Google, to get started. We're also brought to you by TheRinger.com, one of the world's last good websites, where we were writing about basketball yesterday. Shout out to all the Ringer people that were working on Christmas uh, kind of a lousy basketball day. We're going to talk about that in a second. Uh, speaking of the ringer, the rewatchables, we put up talented Mr. Ripley uh, on Tuesday and also put up the last book of basketball 2.0 podcast, which was a breakdown of Kawhi versus Philly game seven round two, the best basketball game of the year for a lot of different reasons. Broke that one down with Ryan Rossillo and Chris Ryan. And uh, Kawhi will be coming up later in this podcast, ironically enough. So you can listen to those. And then if you never listen to the rewatchables or if you were like on the fence of it, I would subscribe before we get to the next three weeks of podcast because we have a very special trilogy coming for you starting on Monday night next week. So uh, there's a famous person who joins us for three straight episodes and you're going to be surprised who it is. So there you go. Before we get to the pod, wanted to mention we had an awesome year this year. The pod really grew. We, we hit over 250 million downloads a couple of weeks ago, just for this year, for this podcast. And that was easily a record for, for what we've done and to watch this grow over the course of the decade, dating back to, you know, the old Grantland days and then starting here in 2015. And then, just watching it grow every year and watching the audience grow and the people who listen to podcast audience grow and, and watching it go into different countries. All that stuff has been really great. Thanks to everybody for spreading the word for us. Thanks to the Neff for, uh, for producing it and especially putting in some long hours on Sunday night so we could get this up so you could have it in your, uh, in your iPhone or your car, wherever you listen to it to on uh, Monday morning. So really good year for us, hoping that 2020 will be even better and an awesome year for the Ringer Podcast Network in general. Um, really, really happy where we are. So there you go. Coming up, I'm going to talk about Christmas Day hoops and then um, do a little million dollar picks for week 17. I actually really like a couple of the games this week. And then we're going to run something that Rember Brown and I did that there's also going to be an accompanying YouTube video for that we will run on Friday but it is who won 2019. Rem used to do this as a bracket for us at Grantland at the end of, uh, I think he did it the first four years of Grantland. So 11, 12, 13, 14. And we brought it back for 2019 and it's super fun. So there you go. First, our friends from Pearl Jam. All right, taping this Thursday, 
late morning, East Coast time. Want to talk about basketball first. ESPN and ABC, they called it Chris Basketball. Sorry, did not work. I actually did a poll on Twitter about this, and uh, it was either uh, not liked or reviled, depending on who was voting. But uh, look, I'm all for stupid pun word sports stuff, but Chris Basketball just does not work, and let's never do it again. They really had bad luck with these games. Boston-Toronto turns out to be a blowout. Then we have Philly-Milwaukee, not close really at any point until the tail end when Milwaukee made a garbage time run. Then we had Houston-Golden State. That actually was probably the most fun game other than the Clippers game, except for the fact that none of the Warriors were playing except for Draymond Green. Clippers-Lakers was fun, except LeBron definitely wasn't 100%. And then Pelicans-Denver. Who cares? The Pelicans have nobody on their team anymore. Uh, let's, I have three takes coming out of these games. The first one, I realized Embiid was great in that Milwaukee game. He was the best player on the, on the floor, which has happened a few times this year. And if we had best player on the floor awards, Embiid would win more than his share. The problem is this started a couple of weeks ago with the Barkley Shaq discussion we talked about on this podcast. We've actually, Russell and I have been talking about this for a while about Embiid, the fact that he has gears. We've hit a point now where he can't win no matter how it plays out because if he's awesome like he was yesterday and he's the dominant guy on the floor, people go, well, he should play like this all the time. If he doesn't play like that, people go, where's Joel Embiid? What happened? Why doesn't he care? So he's now somehow painted himself into this corner because he's not in the greatest shape in the world and because physically kind of comes and goes depending on the week where when he does well, he doesn't even get credit for it. And I don't really remember a precedent with somebody who's this good. There's been other guys over the course of NBA history. Like we've seen Vince Carter was definitely like this the first five years of his career where he weirdly peaked as a basketball player in year two, the 2000-2001 season when I think that was the only year he made um, was top 10 in all NBA, all that stuff. And we just kind of compared everything that came after to that one season when he had the seven game battle against Iverson and the Sixers, all that stuff. And his career was disappointing after that because he just never really, really tapped into it. And he was always physically, there was something wrong or, he was mad about something. He played his way out of Toronto, ends up with the Nets. Had some good Nets years, but was never quite the same. And we always kind of held it against him. I know I did. Uh, but that was the guy really for last decade. And then I would say the decade before, Derek Coleman, and Beats a much better player day in, day out, and more dominant than Derek Coleman was. But Derek Coleman was the most gifted power forward. We've probably ever had up until this decade. Like just a guy that had every single tool you could want. He could shoot threes. He could post up. He was a great passer. He was a lefty. He could rebound. If you were just starting tools for that position, it's either him or Chris Weber until we get to this decade. And, you know, he, he just could never get there either. I think Embiid is better than both of those guys. And I, I, I think the difference is when Embiid buys in, he's one of the six players in the league that matters right now. The problem is we get frustrated because he's not always buying in or or he's 
going through the motions or whatever. And then somebody calls him out and then he's awesome next game. I don't know how this plays out with him because one of the things we're seeing is the social media 24 seven basketball generation that we're in now, when we start calling guys out on stuff, they actually sometimes work at it and you know, it's in their heads and, and in a weird way, we can kind of shame them into being better. This definitely happened with James Harden, James Harden and uh, his defense in the 2013, 14 range. When we talked about this on the pyramid pod in book of basketball, we made enough jokes about his defense and it became enough of a thing online that he actually realized, oh, I can't be a matador anymore in defense. I actually have to pretend I care a little bit. So with Embiid, you know, physically, it's it's ugly big. He's going to get himself in awesome shape this year. But I do think it's in his head a little now where he's like, screw you guys. I'm one of the six best guys in the league. Why do I have to keep proving this? But on the other hand, when he doesn't prove it, then we point fingers at him. And now it's turned into the cycle. And I think it's a, a fascinating subplot to watch the rest of the way because when he's awesome, we're like, yeah, see, that's what you should do every time. And when he's not awesome, you're like, where's Joel Embiid? I thought he was awesome. And he's the only player like that in this position right now. And whether that will spur him to just absolutely kick ass the rest of the way, or whether this is just who he is, a guy who on any given night can just crush everybody else. Uh, we will see how that goes. I still think that Philly team is bizarre to watch, but when he's playing awesome with the defense that they have, um, they can obviously beat anybody in a given game. I think they're a terrible matchup for Milwaukee. They have so much size and length to throw at Giannis. Giannis didn't play well yesterday. He wasn't shooting threes. He got super frustrated, uncharacteristically kind of angry the last, the fourth quarter, I felt like. But um, still a bad matchup for them. And, and I don't think that's – if I'm Milwaukee, that's the one team I don't want to see in the playoffs. I'm happy with anybody else. Want to talk about Milwaukee quick. Russillo and I have talked a lot about the difference between regular season and, and the playoffs and how there has been really a chasm that has developed the last couple of years where you can look really good in the regular season and it just doesn't matter. We've seen it with the Rockets. We saw it with the Bucks last year. We've seen it over and over again over the course of the decade. And it's become more and more pronounced where some teams are just built for the regular season. And whether that translates to the playoffs when things slow down, when you're seeing the same thing every two nights in the in the conference finals, stuff like that, whether that's that can actually be a real negative for certain teams. I look at this Bucks team. The the it reminds me of this 09 and 2010 Cavs stretch that we had. Kind of a blend of both, where LeBron won his first MVP in 09. And then he won a back-to-back in 2010. That 2010 team, I don't feel like was as good. 2009, they were 66 and 16. They had 8.9 point differential. LeBron was awesome. And Mo Williams actually made the all-star team. But the drop-off from LeBron to Mo Williams from that one best player to the second best player in the team was pretty pronounced. And it really ended up hurting them when we got to the uh, to the series against Orlando because. LeBron was, that was one of the best series of his career. I think he was like 35 a game. Uh, you look at his playoff PR that year, it's one of like the three or four highest PRs for anyone who's played 12 games ever. Um, but he had no help. He just didn't, he didn't have enough horses. And 
as the series went on, Orlando just kind of figured out how to beat them on both sides. It's a fascinating series to rewatch, actually. I wonder if this Milwaukee team, the, the regular season numbers are so awesome with them. And, you know, you, especially with Giannis only playing 32 minutes a game, the fact that they've been this dominant as a regular season team um, should matter more than I feel like it does. Because I still feel like when you get to the playoffs and it slows down and everybody's throwing the kitchen sink at Giannis, you look around and it's just a bunch of role players. And Chris Middleton, I would say, is better than a role player. I still don't feel like it's still hard for me to imagine him being the second best player in a championship team. I can't wrap my head around it. We'd have to, I'd have to go through history and try to see if there's ever been a less talented second banana on a title team. You know, like Kobe won two straight with Gasol as the second best guy and Odom as the third best guy. Um, but Gasol was great. Like Gasol's going to make the Hall of Fame. You know, 2011 with Dallas, Dirk was definitely the best player and there definitely was a drop off to the number two guy. But the number two guy was really the Tyson Chandler, Sean Marion, Jason Kidd kind of intelligence defense, Troyoka combined with Jason Terry, who was just a great irrational confidence second guy. Something about that team made sense. And I think for this Bucks team to make sense as a team that could actually win the title, that would have to be the model where you have to find your five guys in the last six minutes of a game. And it would have to make sense in every respect. And I watch this team and I I just, it doesn't totally make sense to me. It doesn't make sense to me who their five are going to be. Probably George Hill's out there. Middleton's out there. I feel like Giannis is probably playing center unless they're going against Philly. And then shooters, and you just kind of cross your fingers and hope the threes go in. I wonder if they're going to make a trade as as we get closer to February. They do have some contracts. Bledsoe, even though he's under a long contract, is somebody they could probably flip. Everyone's talked about Chris Paul with them. I think that's really risky. Um, he makes so much money, and the, to match the salaries would be tough. I'm also not positive... I was OKC, I'm not sure I would want to give Chris Paul away at this point because if anything, they have a chance to sneak into the top six if they used their picks and some of their salary stuff and added another wing. They have the worst wing guys in the league probably out of all the playoff teams. And if they could use uh, some of the fringe picks they got combined with the Roberson expiring salary or something, they could actually get somebody who could help them and they could be a little frisky in a playoff series. So we'll see. I'm just not, the Bucks aren't passing the eye test to me. And I know Rosilla talked about Bucks, Bucks, the Bucks fan base and Bucks Twitter last week and how they, they are just out of their minds with feeling slighted all the time. But look, this is why none of us believe yet because we watched it last year in the playoffs when you had two nothing lead and you fell apart. And even the Christmas day game, I know it's one game, but I still feel like Christmas matters. It's the biggest spotlight game. It's a playoff game. Everybody's watching. Everybody's going balls out. And it matters. It just does. And the fact that the Sixers were able to take Giannis basically out of that game, that matters. And I I, I don't know. I, I don't know who's going to come out of the East. Wanted to mention the Celtics quick, because I think the Celtics are really good, as I, I keep telling you. 
They have a they have a crazy stretch coming up starting in January where they play 23 games in 42 days. They've played the least amount of games of anyone. I think this team has a chance to be legit good. The X factor for me is Hayward. Hayward, he played yesterday. He was, he was pretty good. His foot's still sore. The sore foot thing, he didn't play for like five, six weeks because he broke his hand. I can't believe he still has a sore foot. It, my shit detector's going off. I don't like it. I don't understand why he's why he's not healthy from the knees down at this point two years after that uh, injury in Cleveland. And it worries me because they need 100% Hayward to actually do some damage in the playoffs because then you just, you have Brown, Tatum, Hayward, two of those three are out there at all times. And it's, it just pushes them to another level. If you, if you have a compromised Hayward or no Hayward, it really uh, limits what they do. There's an interesting Celtic subplot. Marcus Smart hasn't played in a while. And I love Marcus Smart. And I think he's the soul of this team in a lot of ways. It makes a bunch of great, you know, defense hustle plays. But when he's not playing, offensively, they just flow better. Because he's the one guy in the team. He's the no, no, yes guy, right? He's the guy who he thinks he's as good as the other really good offensive players on the team, but he's not. And there are these situations, especially in close games, when he's taking the biggest shot of the game, when you have four better options. And I, I just want to note it because how good they look offensively when it's built around the three forwards and Kemba and just a bunch of role players, I think it means something. And and if Marcus comes back, I think they have to be really careful, one, about whether he even plays in crunch time, and then two, how involved he is in crunch time because – Brown has become an all-star this year. Tatum is an excellent two-way player who I still feel like can go up a level offensively as we go along. And then Hayward, before he got hurt, was um, playing better offensively than both of those guys. Kemba is Kemba. He's 23-24 a night. They just don't need Marcus's offense. And if he can figure that out before we get to April, May, June, I think that would be the biggest thing that could help this team other than Hayward being healthy. All right. Clips Lakers really quick. Kawhi's the best player in the league. Giannis is the best regular season day in, day out guy in the league. But if I'm playing in one game, I still want Kawhi first. And that's where I am mentally. It was proven again yesterday. He's now played the Lakers twice. He's been the best player in both of those games. If the Clippers have a flaw, it's that they don't seem like they totally realize it. You watch the end of that game, they could put the Lakers away. Paul George gets a contested 22 footer with on the last two seconds of the shot clock. Lou Williams takes a three with his hand in his face. It's like, just can you get Kawhi the ball? They can't stop him. Um, he was able to get Danny Green in, in trouble time and time again when it mattered. That team is is really, 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 really built for playoff series because they have so many different ways to go. Defensively, they're fantastic. And they still have a trade to make. I was pro Harkless. And I... I still feel like if they don't make a trade, they're fine. But I also think you can make a, a case that if they can turn Harkless into a stretch four, like a better Jermichael Green, basically, uh, that would really help him. I don't know who that player is. Like if you put Marcus Morris on this team, that's a ball stopper. I'm not sure I want him. But uh, one guy that I think could be interesting as a buyout guy for them is Jay Crowder. In, on Memphis if they end up buying him out in February or March when they're out of the race because 
that's kind of the type of guy they need on this team. Somebody who could play the three or the four, somebody who's not scared, somebody who I think would really vibe with, uh, with Beverly and just kind of the, the fuck you attitude that this team has. So watch out for that. Watch out for the Jay Crowder thing. Everyone talks about Iguodala with them. I personally think he's a stay away. I don't trust if, if he can stay healthy for 10 weeks, April, May, June. We, he has not been healthy the last couple of years. He has a ton of miles on him. And if you're playing your big trade ship, you'd have to give a park list at that point to get Iguodala because Memphis isn't buying him out. I, uh, I personally would, um, that would not be my move because I don't think, I don't think he is a guarantee to stay healthy personally. Um, all right, we're going to take a quick break and then we'll do million dollar picks. Time is running out on Simply Safe's huge holiday offer, their biggest sale of the year. If you're looking to fully protect your home with award-winning 24-7 home security, now's the time to do it. Burglaries spike during the holiday season with families traveling, leaving empty homes and expensive gifts behind. This holiday offer could not have come at a better time. Simply Safe has everything you need to protect your home and family. There's a smart lock and video doorbell to defend your front door, an army of sensors and cameras that guards every room door and window in your home. And if there's a break-in, Simply Safe can give real-time video confirmation to police as it happens. So police respond up to three and a half times faster. It's no surprise. Simply Safe won CNET and PC Magazine Editor Choice Awards. Get 25% off plus a free camera at simplysafe.com slash BS. It's a special holiday offer that ends on December 31st. Simplysafe.com slash BS. Simply Safe with two eyes. 25% off plus a free camera. All right. Million dollar picks for week 17. Last week. We lost a little. We lost 370 because, well, I deserved it. I went against the Patriots. I took the Bills plus six and a half. The thinking was that it was going to be an even game, a back and forth game that would be decided in the last couple of minutes, which is, by the way, exactly what happened. But the Pats end up covering. They score late. They get the two point. Buffalo comes down. They get first and goal from the eight. Can't finish to uh, tie the game. So the Pats cover. I still feel like I don't mind losing that because, um, you know, it, the game played out exactly how I thought it was going to play out. We won on the Ravens and then we lost on this Titans game where we took the Titans plus two and a half against the Saints, not realizing because it hadn't even come out yet that the game didn't matter for the Titans, which is part of the thing that sucks about doing these picks on Thursday where it comes out later. It's like, even though it is a game that they need for the six seed with their battle in Pittsburgh, because it's a non-conference game, it weirdly doesn't matter with the tiebreaker thing. It matters more if Pittsburgh loses, which is what happens. So now, now you have the, uh, the Titans with their destiny in their hands. And we'll start with them first because they're minus 180 against the Texans. They're favored by three and a half points. Here's the Texans are claiming they're going to play everybody. Two issues with that. First of all, Casey and the Pats are early. The Pats, if they win, if they beat Miami, and they're favored by 15 and a half, if they beat Miami, they clinch the two seed. If the Chiefs lose and the Texans win, the Chiefs fall down to the four seed, not the three seed, which means they would have to play Baltimore in round two, basically. They don't want any part of that. So... Houston is saying they're going to play their guys because they want KC to play their guys, in my opinion. 
once the Pats and KC take care of business, KC's playing the Chargers. The Chargers uh, punted on the season about three weeks ago. Once those are done, then we go into this Texans-Titans game. The the Texans already don't have Will Fuller. I, for some reason, watched a lot of AFC South this year. It's amazing how different the Texans are when they don't have Will Fuller. When they have him, he stretches the field, always seems to either make a big play or get a pass interference, opens up everything else for Hopkins, and their team just looks completely different. When they don't have him, they seem very beatable. And you even saw it... Um, when he got hurt on last Saturday, they stopped, they stopped moving the ball. And it's weird that he means that much, but he does. So they don't have him this week. And in general, I don't see the incentive once this game actually gets going, if the Pats and KC win for this team to go. So here's what we're going to do. We have, you can do a Chiefs Titans money line parlay for minus 111, which I'm going to do. I'm not afraid of the Chargers going into KC and uh, and somehow beating them. I, I don't, from what we've seen in the Chargers, I don't think they have it in them. We have that. We also have, we can do a parlay, Tennessee minus 180, Pats minus 1400 against Miami, and the Saints minus 700 against Carolina. They need that to get a buy in, uh, in the first round. And that's minus 112. I'm going to sprinkle 300K on both of those. So 300K... Minus 111, Chiefs-Titans money line, both have to win. 300K, minus 112, Tennessee Saints-Pats, all three of them have to win. So we're doing that one to start. 300K on each. Second one, the Falcons are plus one or even money at Tampa Bay. Both teams are five and two in their last seven. There's been a lot of talk about whether the Falcons are trying to save Dan Quinn's job, all that stuff. Here, the shame of Tampa is they actually probably had the bones of a playoff team if they had had both receivers healthy the whole year, if they hadn't blown a couple games, et cetera, et cetera. I think where they are now without Evans and without Godwin, with Jameis, with the 30 for 30 in play, all that stuff, I don't think they have enough offensively personally um, for them to make it. He's definitely not on the page, same page with some of the receivers. He's definitely going to throw a couple more picks in this game. The Falcons are playing really well. More importantly, the Falcons are pretty healthy, especially uh, where it matters with Julio Jones. And I just like them in this game. I think they finished the season off six and two in their last eight. Everybody feels better about it. Then it starts a whole, should they keep Dan Quinn or should they not discussion? The team turned around once he handed off the defense to a couple of his assistants halfway through the year. I, it seems like the team likes him and plays hard for him. Matt Ryan is healthy again. And every year there's that team that finishes six and two or seven and one down the stretch or doesn't make the playoffs and they can kind of build on it. I don't think it's Tampa Bay. I think it's really hard for them to move the ball without Godwin and Evans. I don't see it. So I'm grabbing the Falcons plus one for 300K. We're doing that. And then last one, Niners minus three at Seattle. The Seattle thing, first of all, this line, I was way off. I think I picked Seattle by three. And now it's when we, Sal and I did guess the lines, now it's Niners by three. It feels like you, the more you read, it feels like this should be higher. And I, and I want, I want to know, 
this is one of those games where not a lot of people would take Seattle. So that that part scares me right there. The fact that this pick looks too obvious. With that said, no Chris Carson, no Rashard Penny. I thought the Seattle team, the heart of this team was those two guys a few weeks ago. You watch them, you're like, man, this is like double-barreled every single down. They have this awesome running back in there who and two guys that can do different things. And now they don't have either of them. It's really hard for me to imagine them being able to move the ball that well. I know the Niners D is a little banged up, but I don't see how they're going to move the ball with the Marshawn Lynch and all these these third and fourth stringers they have. It just puts them in such a bad spot for what they were and what we watched this season. And then you look at actually, you know, where Seattle was just as a team this season, and. I think they're they're four and three at home. They haven't been reliable. Um, lot of close games. A lot of games where they've either been behind or they've had to claw back stuff like that. They certainly haven't put teams away. It's a team that's been a little smoke and mirrors, um, patching it together, kind of hanging around and and relying on just the fact that Wilson's really good and they can run the ball that stuff. I don't see it with it, it, against this Niners where the Niners actually need this game Sunday night. I think the Niners are really good. They've been in a lot of playoff games over these last few weeks. They're a team that I think could win the Super Bowl. I do not feel that way about Seattle. And for me, this just feels like a Niners take care of business and maybe even lay the smackdown. So I love laying the minus three. I'm going to put 400 K on this. So here are my picks one more time. 400K on the Niners to lay the smackdown in Seattle and grab the NFC West once and for all. The Falcons, we're going to go even money for them to win in Tampa Bay. 300K. We're going to put 300K on Tennessee, Saints, Pats, all three to win. Minus 112. If that loses, I lose 336. And then another 300 on Chiefs Titans, money line, minus 111. So if I lose, I lose 333. So those are our four picks for million dollar picks. We're at 1.247 million. Want to get a little nest egg heading into the playoffs. And we have a lot of plans for the playoffs for this. All right, coming up, me, Rember Brown, who won 2019. But first, a break. We're taking a break to talk about CVS Health. As a predictor of health, did you know that a person's zip code may matter just as much as their genetic code? That's why CVS Health knows it's important to bring health into neighborhoods. I know there's been times with me when I've been so sick, I couldn't even get to an urgent care and had to basically bleary-eyed get behind the wheel or be driven there and like a sack of luggage try to figure out what was wrong with me. Well, now those days are over with CVS Health. More than half of all Americans now live within 10 miles of a minute clinic at CVS. CVS Health also bring health into homes with home care managers and trained nurses who administer IV treatments in patients' living rooms. Select locations, they're rolling out CVS Health Hubs with professional care teams for clinic services and testing, prescriptions, and health products under one roof in one trip on your schedule. With those innovations and more, CVS Health has learned something important. When you put people at the heart of health, people take health to heart. CVS Health, where health is everything, not all services available in all states. And let's talk about Zoom. They didn't invent video conferencing. They just made it better. 
Now Zoom is how business gets done. It ties together all of your communication needs into one easy app for video conferencing, phone calls, group chat, webinars, and your conference rooms. Flawless video, crystal clear audio on any device. Makes it easy to meet and collaborate face-to-face no matter where you are. You can turn any workspace into a modern, easy-to-use Zoom room, a video conference room, enterprise-grade designed for instant collaboration, instant wireless content sharing, and a single tap of a button to start a meeting. A Zoom phone also works seamlessly from any device as your business phone system to make and receive phone calls, capture call recordings, easily elevate the conversation from phone call to video if the need arises. It's used by millions to connect around the world. It's the best reviewed communication suite. And by the way, you can set up a free account right now online from Zoom. Don't wait any longer. Meet happy with Zoom. All right, so coming up, we are going to do Who Won 2019? Me and my old Grantland colleague, Rembert Brown. Here's what we did for the seeds. We only guaranteed eight seeds. And here's who they were. Number one, Megan Rapino. She was the top seed of the tournament. Number two, Lamar Jackson. Number three, Billie Eilish. Number four, TikTok. Number five, Kawhi Leonard. Number six, Tiger Woods. Number seven, Phoebe Waller-Bridge. And number eight, the whole cast of Succession. So those are the eight, only eight seeds guaranteed to go into the Sweet 16. Then the part you're about to hear, we did play-in games for the final eight seeds, seeds nine through 16. Here was that matchup, and we're going to break down all of these right now. Jennifer Lopez versus Joe Burrow. Disney Plus versus Netflix. Keanu Reeves versus LeBron James. Greta versus One Direction. AOC versus BTS, the all-acronym battle. Adam Driver versus Zendaya. Little Nas X versus Lizzo. And then finally, the matchup everybody's been talking about, Donald Trump Jr. versus Simone Biles. So there we go. We're about to break all those down. Here's me and Robert Brown right now. Once upon a time, on a site called Grantland, you premiered something called Who Won the Year? I think the first year was 2012? 2011. 2011 you did it. Yeah. You were like a young pup. We barely gotten you at that point. It was great. And then did it. The next four years, even snuck one in on Vulture. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then stopped because I was like, I this takes like like eight years off of my life each time I do them. But so what we did was we have eight top seeds. Yeah. And then we have eight play-in games for the other eight seeds. Yeah. This is this is great. All right, play-in games. <laughs> this is great. So this is for eight spots. Um, we'll start on the left. A matchup America's been talking about for a long time. J-Lo versus Joe Burrow. <laughs> <laughs> Two people with not a lot in common. Not a lot in common. J-Lo, Burrow. That's about it. That's J-J. about it. Uh, m- much like J-Lo, Joe Burrow had a really great year at an advanced age. Yes. He's like 29. Yeah, he's 29. He's like Chris Winky. Um, he's like the dude in the program. Uh, Joe also, Kane. both have benefited from great film work. Um J-Lo looked amazing in Hustlers. Burrow looked great in that video of him walking on the field that was like in like 1 million P. It was like the most high-def video yeah. of all time. That's when I started caring about it. And him. great Heisman speech. Great Heisman speech. Cares about the little people. I personally hate LSU um, because they like to beat Georgia. Um, right. They, yeah, that's a rival for uh, you. But yeah. So good year for him. Uh, unfortunately, um, he's Probably going to the Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> yeah. So I don't think he'll be on the list in he 2020. He's got some Matt Ryan in him. 
Which could mean... Is that a good thing? No, uh, not at all. Um, <laughs> I mean, I think this is pretty obvious. Um, I think just purely on uh, J-Lo as in longevity, I can't believe that she is going to maybe get nominated for an Oscar. She's probably getting nominated. Great movie. She looked incredible. Yes. J-Lo, incredible. How about 50. the fur coat scene? She opens the coat. Amazing. Constance Wu comes in the coat. I I I thought she was so much better than Constance Wu. Constance Wu, who I thought was supposed to be the star of the movie, J Lo blows her away. You and J Lo are the two most beautiful fifty year olds I know. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> I don't, I, and I, I don't want to rank it. We're often discussed as, yeah. the, as the top two. <laughs> and then she's doing the Super Bowl halftime. Yeah. In the NFL's continuing attempt to appeal to more than just. Uh, White Bill. The answer is clearly J-Lo. Yeah, sorry, Joe Burrow. All right. Next one, Disney versus Netflix, or Disney Plus versus Netflix. Okay. The case for Netflix, um, stock still over 300. Yeah. It's still a dominant streaming force. Two Oscar movies that premiered in the theater and then were on Netflix almost immediately after. Like, they did they, it. They did it this year. They did it. It's still possible. It's a Ponzi scheme, and we're going to find out they borrowed like $150 bajillion to pay for everything. Who amongst I'm us? I'm not has ruling them? that out. <laughs> Disney Plus, it's it, another thing that seemed kind of Ponzi scheme ish. They pulled it off. Now they have this ESPN Hulu Disney Plus bundle. Yeah. Things are great. The stock's on the rise. Bob Iger might stay around till he's 80 for all we know. <laughs> And everybody under 20 has Disney Plus that I know in really? my life. Interesting. Every every child, as you know, I'm a parent. Yes. I'm a parent of two children. Yes. Great kids. My kids never really demand anything. And they this were like. Di this Disney Plus thing is like, we're <coughs> fucking getting Disney Plus. Dad. Like, like now. Yeah. Like, we'll get it right we, now. Do you know what's on Disney Plus? We're getting it. So slight edge to Disney Plus, but what's your take? My take is, I'm glad you brought up the age the, the moment because I typically when things are exciting I buy them I still don't have Disney Plus and I don't know why like I was excited a lot of your shows are on there yeah shows you grew up with yeah a lot of my sports movies are on there like there's a lot and maybe I just like maybe maybe I need the holidays to just like really sit down with all of my nostalgia um but I the initial excitement was big but then I didn't there was no follow-through on my end are any of your actual like OG shows on Disney Plus? So here's the thing. And this, Disney Plus, does it only appeal to white people? Here's the thing. <laughs> Should we put BT Plus up here? Um, <laughs> BT Plus would be amazing. Uh, BT Plus is actually real. We've landed Fresh Prince. <laughs> no, here's the thing. I went straight from. And, like, I think the Lord, my mom let me do this because this is, like, why my pop culture knowledge is what it is. I went straight from Nickelodeon to MTV. I, like, did not really have that moment where I'm watching, like, Disney 30 minutes. I, like, went straight from I watch, like, Rugrats and Doug to I watch music videos. There was no, and I watch. I, I thought you were going to say the real world. I was scared for a second. Well, like. A little bit? Kind of, yeah, you know? That's, like, why I know, like, weird early 90s stuff. So, it, yeah, I mean, maybe Disney Plus is is for white people. I never would have thought that. That would be the worst marketing campaign of all time. <laughs> Disney Plus. <laughs> Disney Plus, we're for white people. I think, I honestly think Disney Plus is going to have a huge next year. 
Um, I, I think the Mandalorian thing working out on top of all the other stuff they have, like the Simpsons and Pixar, Marvel, all the Star Wars yeah, movies, that, all the shows that my kids have watched for the last 10 years. Like, yeah. it is a mother load of content. You call this one because I. You want me to call it? Yeah. I think Disney Plus because I think the odds were higher against it. But how about this? Since we're a stillmate, Kyle, who wins? Disney Plus. Wow. Uh, yeah, yeah. A, a white man picks Disney Plus. <laughs> <laughs> Keanu versus LeBron. <laughs> this is incredible. This two is two of the great athletes of all time. Two like two people really like late and like should not be fighting or playing basketball at their age. Um, Keanu, he's older than I am. Yeah, um, I feel like Keanu had like LeBron just has good years. Yeah, like, they're all good. This one is cool because, like, I don't think we're even – he's up here if the Lakers aren't, like, 25-2 and two or whatever yeah, they are. good year for so, so like, far. they're having – he's having – he's having a great second half of the year. Um, right. First half of the year is pretty bad. Yeah, it was weird. Like, um, Keanu, I just don't think anyone expected him to become, like, a cultural phenomenon outside of just, like, people that like John Wick. Like, he became, like, this figure who is, like – like granting wishes and showing up to like homeless shelters and like saving cats out of trees. Like I, I, I didn't expect it. And even though some of that has faded away, like, like that was very much like a summer fall thing. I just feel like it was a really cool year. Like JLo, like I'm just glad that <clears throat> old people like JLo, Keanu and LeBron are still all around. You know? And myself. And you. Yeah, me. Yeah. I'd like to be thrown in there. Yeah. So I would give the edge to Wild Keanu cat. because- LeBron's first half of 2019 was so lousy. He's had a nice comeback, but I don't think he deserves to advance. Yeah, I mean, the reality is, like, LeBron didn't have a tw better 2019 than Kawhi, which we'll get to. Right. But, like, he's never going to eclipse Kawhi. But Keanu had the best action movie year of any action yeah. movie slash... Action movie star and, like, the most sensitive guy in the world. Greta versus One Direction. Um, now, we had, we had a satellite <laughs> tournament of all the Gretas... And um, Greta Gerwig lost in the finals to uh, Climate Greta. Here's the thing about Greta. Greta, got <laughs> her Climate Greta. Well, that's that's who she is, right? Greta Thunberg. Th Thunberg? Climate Greta. Um, Greta does not want to be famous. Greta's like, I'm just trying to save the world. Like, leave me alone. And we're like, yo. You're the person of the year. And she's like, thanks. I would love to go home now. And they're like, nope, not yet. I just want to sail on my little ship and save the world. I feel there are times where I feel I have no idea how old Greta is. She could be four. <laughs> she could be 29. I have no idea. But I I love I love that. I actually love Greta because I love a I love a young leader, a soft-spoken young leader. Yeah. I also love the fact that she got gets like truly gets under like grown men adult skin in a way that is so embarrassing like to the adult bed yeah like like trump is just like coming at greta who as i said is either 4 or 29 like, i right. don't like she may be in the 7th grade yeah and like like grown ass adults are like beefing with her it's just like it's such a wild she's got all the power i i i, I stand for Greta. On the you know other side, I mean. we have One Direction, another group that I did not expect to talk about. But like all of One Direction's this solo artists, 
are famous now. Harry yeah. Styles. It is. It's impressive it's how impressive. they pulled that off. They had one of them was on the SNL musical guest. Yeah, Neil. Neil. There's Zane. What's Neil's name? Neil Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> It's Harry Styles, Neil, Neil Styles, Zane Styles. <laughs> I think they're all brothers. Um, um, I just want to acknowledge that most groups don't break off and everyone's successful. They did that big year, but like five on one, it's. I think it's still Greta. I vote for Greta as well. AOC versus <laughs> BTS. This is the. Uh, this is the uh, all acronym battle. Yeah, AOC, only one acronym oh, can survive. Oh, yeah, no other acronyms. Uh, even though we have PWB up there, but. Um, so, uh, BTS, um, phenomenon, K-pop, like literally beloved by a couple ringer staffers as well. Like in a really significant way. I've become very scared for your safety right now if they don't win. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, at Rembert, um, please don't hurt me. (laughs) (laughs) Don't find out where I live. Either way you lose with who you are against here. It's like, I get get AOC's Bernie bros or BTS's. Uh, K-pop stands. Um, I think that um, the BTS phenomenon is like undeniable. Yeah, like it is. I, it's a force of good and concern. But it's like you can't talk about music in 2019 without talking about BTS. Agree. Um, you kind of can talk about politics without AOC, just because there's lots of other darker forces that. But she is the breakout politician of the generation of the year she actually won too which is a big deal because a lot of people are become phenomenons and then like get five percent of the vote in the election she actually won um bts wins this bts wins yeah yeah but fuck with afc she's she's a superstar um okay next one Mini driver. I like that it just says driver versus day. It sounds like she had like some sort of Uber incident. (laughs) This is like a a, a claims court. (laughs) The case of driver versus Zendaya. Um, Uh, Wait, question. Yeah. Father of a teen and a soon to be teen. Yeah. You watch Euphoria? I watched every episode. I absolutely loved it. And I look at it this way. It is the worst possible teen experiences on steroids uh-huh. doesn't reflect real life as far as I know. Okay. So <laughs> that's what I tell myself <laughs> yeah, so far. Um, I'm just going to like throw it out there. I, there's a world, I don't know how the matchups are going to go, but there's a world in which Zendaya just runs away with this whole bracket. I'm just saying there's a world. Cause I think she might be the most likable movie star on earth. I judge it by this. If you're at a Christmas party and people are shooting the shit and they've had a couple of drinks and somebody says, you know, I fucking can't stand Zendaya. This is like your Denzel theory. Yeah. This yes, is another one like this it. where if you said that, the reaction would be like really pure horror. Yeah. It's like, people oh, be Zendaya. Like, people are like, what? And they would just walk away. Yeah. They'd like, be like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. Um, so, <clears throat> yeah, Adam Driver... Big movie star. Huge. He's fucking weird, though. I back Adam Driver's whole, that whole NPR thing. I, I'm I'm on team him just So who like, are you voting for? Oh, I'm voting for Zendaya. Like, oh. Zendaya, like, she has everything. Like, she comes from, she, she comes from the Disney universe. Which is usually a universe that <laughs> doesn't end well. Does not end well. You end up like Bella Thorne. She is, she <laughs> is in the Marvel universe. 
Yeah. She's in she's in Spider-Man. A lot she's, of good universes. She's she's like on the cover of like like high fashion magazine. She wears a suit better than like every man on earth. Like she's the flyest and seems to be the coolest. I think she's And she's incredible on that show. Yeah. Really, really, really great. Zendaya wins. Okay. Right. Wait, let's go to let's go to yeah. I want to save the big the big one for last. Can we go Lil Nas X and Lizzo? Yeah. Wow. So this could have been a final in some alternate universes of brackets. Well, it's, but it's interesting because first half of the year, you said Lil Nas X. Mm-hmm. Second half of the year, Lizzo. And if anything, if you could combine them, they win 2019, but each of them had a good half. Are you talking about Liz Nas X? Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, God, th- it's this was not supposed to happen for either of them this year. Like Lizzo... Like was known, but was obviously like this record has like been out for like three years at this point. Yeah, but it finally popped off. Lil Nas X was like not even a person that anyone knew of like in February. I don't think so. Like, like it's it's miraculous that either of these things happened. I think <clears throat> Lizzo. One thing Lizzo got, is getting all the Grammys, right? Which will not like. Little Nas X is not getting. But Little Nas X had the clip of him at the high school with all the little kids singing the song, which was probably the coolest clip yeah. I saw all year. Yeah, Old Town Road is that is like the song of this year. It is I think like, the kids are done with it though, which is a problem. Well, the kids are done with it, but it can only be in so many TikTok videos. That's true. Um, but I don't think like Old Town Road became a song that like three-year-olds just learning to speak and, like, 80-year-olds knew. Like, there's, right. there's like, a song like that. Like, <clears throat> that's, like, Hey Ya. Yeah. You know? Like, it's, like, the it's there's not a lot of songs that, like, you throw it on at a wedding, you throw it on anywhere. It's, like, like not A gonna, basketball game timeout? Yeah, it's just going to, like, it'll hold up even if, like, we'll hate it probably for the next two years and we'll start liking it again in, like, five years. That's, like, it's going to have the Hey Ya thing. But if I hear Hey Ya now, I'm like thrilled again after like a decade of like, if I hear this song one more time, I'm going to die. I think, uh, I think on the strength of that song alone, it might be Lil Nas X. All right. Last one. All right. Unbelievable. Here's the thing. When you asked me about this, I didn't expect to get to this point. Donald Trump Jr. versus Simone Biles. (laughs) I didn't expect that to be a play-in game. I thought that was going to be maybe the final or maybe a semifinal. This is, man. The case for Donald Trump Jr. (laughs) (laughs) My (laughs) thread. (laughs) My my story. (laughs) Click here. Uh, Long thought of as a Fredo-type figure. Yeah. Now feels a little he's more sick like of y'all saying that shit. <laughs> he's now Fredo plus. He's Fredo plus. He Kyle, brings more to the table than Fredo. He um he, big Twitter presence. Big Twitter. Not presence. afraid to wade in at some controversies. Uh, There's gr- some 2024 buzz for him. <laughs> that maybe this is a W Bush kind of thing. Might be a W Bush. Maybe might be a W H W. Um, grew that beard out. That zaddy beard. The beard. He's feisty. He he put out a book that you could get at like your your neighborhood Sam's Club or Vons. Um, he did some some college speaking tours, which I thought was a fucking flex. 
<laughs> and then didn't understand why some of them went badly? Because this is the year he's like, I'm my own, like, y'all might impeach my dad, but I'm not going anywhere. I think he might snitch on his dad. I think we need him to buy an NFL team. That would be what full circle. Wow. Right? Like he buys the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> why? Why? <laughs> Blank's like, you know what? Like, <laughs> I need some help uh, around here. He buys the Indianapolis Colts or something. And becomes like basically the James Dole in the NFL would be a fun outcome for, but uh, Simone Biles. Simone Biles, like, okay, like now the, like the greatest gymnast ever. She certainly crossed over into the whole endorsement thing too. And like, seems, which during non-Olympic years is unusual. Yeah. I like mean, she feels famous, even though we've had no Olympics since 2016. Yeah. She, like, she has like, she has momentum. She's not like every three and a half years. We remember that she exists. Right. So yeah, she definitely is the most famous gymnast ever. I think you got It's gotta, almost like she's paved the way for some new category to know existed. Yeah, I think we have to, even though I want to keep talking about DTJR, um, I just don't, Thank oh, he. he's not advancing. What are you talking about? Simone Biles. Great job by her. All right, so everyone's advancing. We're going to take a break. We're going to fill things in. Come back. Great. All right, we're going back to who won 2019. Here are the matchups as we head into the final 16. Megan Rapinoe versus Little Nas X, one versus 16. Two versus 15, Lamar Jackson versus Greta. Three versus 14, Billie Eilish versus Zendaya. Four versus 13, TikTok versus Disney Plus. Five versus 12, Kawhi versus BTS. Six versus 11, Tiger versus Keanu. Seven versus 10, Phoebe Waller-Bridge versus J-Lo. And then eight versus nine, Succession versus Simone Biles. Here we go. All right, we're back. We've written in the names. This we're is serious. This is big. We're going left so bracket excited. first. Megan Rapino against Little Nas X. So Megan Rapino, uh, breakout star of the World Cup. Sports Illustrated. Like, which was a little unfair to Rose Lavelle, who is like the actual breakout yeah, star yeah. of the World Cup to people who actually like soccer. But she but had this the, she had the pose of the year. Pose of the year, the the confidence slash swagger, which as as the dad of a female athlete, like was really inspiring. Like my daughter was really yeah. into how Rapino carried herself because you know, especially when you're talking about little girls or fledgling teenage athletes, stuff like that. Yeah. And especially females, confidence is such a big thing. And she just carried herself like fucking John Wick. And it was awesome. She's <laughs> fucking John Wick. She really was. Some and, other then, and and gave no fucks. Um, Zero. Other stats. Um, like 72 hours straight of just making like the great drunk speeches of all time. She was right. just going everywhere. It's just been like, what up, motherfucker? Right. Like, she was so much fun. Like, um, also getting um, her to the ESPYs was, was savvy. <laughs> yeah. Um, in probably the coolest, best famous person relationship on earth, her and Sue Bird. Unbelievable. Like that's the great, that's the great relationship of our time. Uh Lil Nas X, I think he knocks off like half of the people on here, but this is how it goes sometimes. Sometimes you end up 16th seed going against the icon. I just He made a couple threes early, but Rapino yeah. is just too much. Yeah. Too and much manpower. The hair, the, the the just everything. She this is a this is a surprising. I mean, she's a one seed. You should advance out of the first round. Next one. 
What a battle. TikTok, Disney Plus. Wow, two things I haven't downloaded. No TikTok? <laughs> I don't know how to fucking use it. I need like, I need to just spend like an hour with Ben. This is a TikTok my son made. Which camera will we see this? This is incredible. He's an artist. Just for some context. Yeah. Um, do you remember who won the first bracket, 2011? Was that Watch the Throne year? That was 2012. Twitter won the first year. Oh, what a sad reality to the end of the decade. Now <laughs> everyone blames Twitter for everything. As an employee <laughs> of Twitter, <laughs> I'm going to kill you. <laughs> One well, thing is funny. You work for Twitter I work now. For Twitter now. One thing I will say is, even though I'm not on TikTok, all the good TikToks make it to Twitter. So That's I true. do end up consuming lots of TikTok. So I respect it as a platform. Um, and I, but I wouldn't know what it was outside of the ones that make it like push through culturally. Um, but I can't lie and act like it's not like it's not the thing. Like it's like, I, I am on the out. I'm like accepted the fact that I'm on the outside for young people. It is really, really, uh, it's been the one platform that's really grown. It seems like this year because yeah. Instagram had, once they added stories, that was like a year ago, two years ago, people under 20 aren't on Twitter. Um, the same way they're on Instagram and TikTok. Do you think that it had a bigger year than, uh, white plus <laughs> than Disney plus. I think I think TikTok had a bigger year. Yeah, TikTok it is. I All mean, right, now we go to the five twelve matchup, perennially an upset matchup baby, in the in the real tournament. Baby. I can't believe Twitter won in two thousand eleven. Yeah, that's why they hired me. <laughs> what did Twitter do to win in two thousand eleven? Like, exists. was it the Ray Allen DMs? No, it was just like this is social media. <laughs> Isn't it exciting? Like it was. There was. Might have been the rail. There yes. wasn't Instagram yet. All right. So Kawhi versus BTS five twelve. The case for Kawhi won the finals. He did it. Um, hit the greatest buzzer beater series winning shot in the history of basketball. Maybe in the, my opinion. Yeah. Maybe the greatest. Like one of the great. Like top five still images. Him crouched. Like that's up there with Jordan. Like. And then that face he made when they're all surrounding him. He's just like. Yeah. Just incredible. He he almost didn't know how to experience full joy. No, he, to do. He, it was yeah. Um, it was like the, his first happy Christmas. He's like, I can joy. open the presents. I feel the joy. <laughs> um, the whole f all the Kawhi stories, like him going on Serge Ibaka's cooking show, <laughs> yeah, and just being weird, yeah. and everybody kind of realizing there was a little more there than just like this mute guy that we always made fun of yeah. for not talking. There's a little more. Uh, then orchestrates this whole free agency tour. Yeah, and. Dicks the Lakers around for an extra week, Love knowing that. he's not going to sign there. Ugh. And then signs with the Clippers. And then on top of it, after the Clippers trade all these picks for him and Paul George, lets him know he's only staying for two years. I And we'll, and we'll discuss it two years from now. Yeah. Um, the Kawhi laugh. Oh, yeah, the Kawhi laugh. Um, uh, 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 which, like, now everyone uh, else does. Like, Kawhi is saying, like, um, you know, board man, you know, his... His his laugh, like everything about him, like the fact that he somehow has like 
is making Under Armour kind of cool in a way. It seemed inconceivable. It seemed like chefs. absolutely never going to happen. And BTS, huge. Um, my thing about BTS, this could be a very ignorant thing to say, but I feel like there could be another BTS. There might be a b- version of BTS every year. I feel like there might be like LQT that's 2020. Just and any acronym any that kind of sounds the same. Um, I do. I have listened to BTS and I get it. Um, but I just feel like th- this kind of feels like Kawhi's tournament to lose a little bit. I just, I wonder who's going to, like someone might beat him, but I don't think it's now. I don't think it's BTS. Man, I'm I knew so it was going to come down to this succession versus Simone. <laughs> I'm so excited for <laughs> this. It was only a matter of time. Did you um, did you know how big succession was going to be? So this is the 8-9 matchup for yes. the record. Um, is- we, Chris Ryan loved succession. I love succession. And like two other people here loved it about four episodes in. And we all thought it was probably going to get canceled at the end of the season because there was no buzz at all. And the, a lot of the critics didn't like it. And then over the, we started writing about it and talk about it here at the ringer and a couple other places might've. And then around episode seven, eight, it was like, oh, this, this show's here to stay. Yeah. But then you go to that second season and you think that's usually when the shows does this and then it'll come back. Just this show vertical line, green arrow, like in fantasy when, when like Lamar just says the green arrow every yes. week and you're like, oh yeah, still keep Lamar. Yeah. Same thing for succession. Just infinite R1 turbo. Just Green never arrow. just never ran out. And so and I think one of the best things is a lot of actors that I didn't have a lot of familiarity with. Yeah. You know? Like I, I didn't know who Shiv was. She'd been in like one horror movie I'd seen. Jeremy Strong, I didn't know who he was. Yeah. The Culkin brother, I didn't know which one. It was a Kieran or Rory. I didn't even know. Yeah. Tom, I don't know who the fuck that is. I don't even know what his name is now. <laughs> it's fucking Tom. You go all the way through and I, <laughs> these people are part of our lives now. I'm so I didn't see I didn't start watching until leading up to season two. So you, you went backwards. I went back. Yeah. I did the thing where I was like, I was annoyed by how much everyone liked it. I did that annoying thing where it's like yeah. everyone likes this. I don't want to watch it. And then by episode two of the first season, I was like, holy shit. Um I do think this show like is one of those <clears throat> same thing kind of happened with The Watchmen. This happens a lot on HBO where like you just start seeing how much people are talking about it on Twitter in real time. And it's like, I have to be a part of this. Like, I can't. Like, people live tweet Succession and live tweet The Watchmen in a very real way. By, like, episode five, like, if you aren't watching The the Watchmen, you felt, like, kind of crazy. Because, like, it felt like everyone around you was watching it in real time. I feel like Succession definitely got the live, <clears throat> the tweet during the episode bump. Well, but then there's a second part to this, which is the anti-binge watch model. I think the shows that don't binge, like, they've got to, at this point, they have to be really good. Yeah. Like. Euphoria was like that. Yeah. Um, I think uh, Law Law and Order SVU season 28, it was a little like that. Oh, yeah. I love- <laughs> when they found that, when they found that guy. Yeah, and then and, and he did and it. It turned out to be the custodian. <laughs> yeah. But at the end, it was his sister. Um, um, Succession versus Simone. Um, I will will personally remember 2019 for Succession more than Simone. Same. Also, Succession was an incredible memed show. 
like well, Succession Out of Context was like a thing where people would just like post. True. Like, like it was really, it felt like. You fuck were, off and. Yeah. All that stuff. Cousin Greg, great character. I don't know why he ended up in so many important meetings, but I loved that he did. All right, now we're moving into the next region. So Lamar Odom versus had, Greta. Wait, is that that's not Lamar Odom? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we had Rapino, TikTok, Kawhi, and Succession. That's advanced. strong. That's a strong left side. And now Greta versus Lamar Odom. <sighs> I don't think Lamar Odom had a great year. <laughs> I don't think his big three comeback really worked. No, it's uh, Lamar Jackson who wow. has... Tough maybe, for me. Maybe the highest approval rate of any human being right now for sports or pop culture. He is he is NFL Zendaya. Oh, I like it. Yeah, and she's right there. Um, it could happen. I don't know if it's going to happen. It could happen. Um, Lamar's tough for me because he's breaking all of Mike Fick's records. Oh. It's hard for me. Not only is he just electric to watch, and the whole story is great, and he just seems like the greatest guy, too. Um but it also taps into the thing we mentioned earlier where it allows people to latch on to the story and just get fucking agitated about it. Oh, yeah. And in this case, it was really, it only seems like two people ever even said on TV or radio that they thought maybe he should be turned into a receiver. But now it's, turned <laughs> it's this like whole, the it's like biggest narrative Bill ever. Bill Polian and Booger were like the only two people that I know of. Maybe there are a couple other online, but, and now it's like, and everyone, and he, and they wanted to turn him into a receiver. It's like, no, he was a quarterback drafted in the yeah. first round. Pretty sure he wasn't going to be a receiver. Yeah. I wanted him for the Patriots. Kyle and I were watching that draft together, fucking losing our mind as he fell to number 31. And then we took Sony Michelle, the Georgia backup. Sorry about running that, guys. back. Yeah. Um, but it, it, that whole narrative, but the fact that people were so crazed about it actually added to the legend of Lamar because it's like everything people want. They want somebody who's fun, somebody who's likable. Somebody that allows them to get agitated about something, and that's Lamar. Lamar also inadvertently gave me my favorite racist story of the year. Oh. I didn't, do we have a sponsor for this? <laughs> <laughs> when my man was like, the ball blends in with Lamar's skin. <laughs> I, like, sometimes things are so wild, like... I can't help but laugh. I was like, wow, you said that out loud that people can't read the fakes because the brown football looks like the brown arm of his brown skin. Therefore, like Lamar's, it's not fair. And then Lamar the next week comes out with full white gloves on. Like that's, that's, I can't ask for a better story. That is the best shit ever. Great run for Greta, but it's over. Greta, I think, by advancing Lamar, we are doing what Greta wants us to do, which is to just like, like if 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 Greta wins 2019, she's gonna be like, enough is enough. I just want to be a normal seven year old. I don't want to win ringer brackets. <laughs> I don't want to win. I, I don't want like the winner of this will end up on billboards all over the world. I don't want to do that. So it's less that Lamar beat Greta; it's more that we are allowing Greta to go home. The next one. This is, I have some. This is this is a bloodbath. Billie Eilish at number three against Zendaya, fourteen. It arguably could have been a semifinal. Yeah, Zendaya coming in like Murray State at fourteen. Yeah, very Murray State making threes early. <laughs> so um, here's the thing about Billie Eilish. And yeah, I'm showing my age a little bit. I've I've showed my age multiple times so far. Yeah, Billie Eilish, I know to be famous. 
I know how big she is. I don't know what her voice sounds like. I could not pick her voice out of a lineup. This happens to like one very famous singer a year where it's like, I know they have eight songs on the radio. I don't know which ones they are. I just assume the songs I don't know are Billie Eilish. But I can't claim her to not have been a winner just because I don't know it. But like everyone else. Is She's phenomenally talented. Her songs are actually really good. It was such a pleasure when my daughter puts on her fucking shitty music stations in my car. And then oh. just, I don't have a choice because yeah. that's one of the things that happens. When like you, you probably know all the songs just by Osmosis. Yeah, and they're so bad. All the songs are so bad. Fucking Sam Smith. If I hear another Sam Smith song, <laughs> I'm just going to veer into traffic. <laughs> and then Billie Eilish comes on. And it's like, wow, this is actually good. This is music you listen to? Oh, so she is a is a reprieve from the the bad Sam Smith. Yeah, it's like, this is good. You guys wow. listen to this? And like Ben Simmons is new, the lyrics, and she kind of fits into a lot of what's happening in teen culture anyway. Yeah. She's mysterious, hard to figure out. Like she intentionally wears baggy clothes. Like it's it's really hard to get a handle on yeah. anything with I love, her. I love the mysterious teen. It's like, it's like, like can't read, <laughs> like, like just like has no home. Like I love mysterious teens. Okay. So I think she is uh, a once in a generation talent. You could say that also about Zendaya. I'm just saying you could. You could. You could. This is tough. You could. Fuck. I'll let you call. It's your bracket. If you're out on Billy Eilish, you're out. We haven't had an upset yet. I think the I think let's do Zendaya. I think the answer is Zendaya. Okay, great. Now we're in the bottom half of the bracket. This is Kiana took down LeBron. Now taking down Wow. Trying to take down Tiger Woods, another old guy. Who had another renaissance who, that we went nuts for. Of There's a lot of people on here who we didn't know about last year. Tiger is probably the person who I least expected. I've always wanted him to come back, but I, don't, I think I was at a point where I'm like, it probably won't happen. It's weird, though. None of us, the, thing, the great thing about Tiger is that none of us ever fully got to that point. That we, we thought got he was ninety nine percent there, ninety nine point five. But there was always that sliver of hope, maybe. And he did it. And he fucking did it. He won the Masters. So many good sports moments this year. It actually got a little forgotten because it seems like it happened a hundred years ago. It only happened eight months ago. I had come up with Tiger was the last person I added because I completely forgot that that happened this year. Tiger versus Keanu. It's Tiger. It's Tiger. Keanu, I, I would like to think that Keanu would not want to beat. No, it's um, Tiger. Tiger Le had a better LeBron and Tiger. Last one is is another wow. another bloodbath. Wow. Phoebe Waller Bridge. Most uh one of the most beloved people on the internet. And it's one of those things where you either love Fleabag and the other show, or you don't even know about it. I love the fact that I wish more people did this, where it's like two seasons were out. Like, that's when you know, like, that's what Chappelle almost did. He, he should have done. Like, I think as history, as the years pass, we'll remember it that way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We will continue to. Africa will be. Yeah. That, we wouldn't remember um, the Africa thing. But I feel like that there's like a certain level of like, I'm the shit. Like, and I will go on and do other great things when you're like, yeah, like, I know y'all want more, but like, we're done here. Let's Let's go do some other stuff. I feel like it's like. 
one of the most boss moves that's happened in a very long time. Because you know she would have gotten like $100 billion to do a third season. But she's like, I'm going to go make this James Bond money. Because she's also doing James Bond. Right. <clears throat> J-Lo had a great year. J-Lo had a great year. More people are aware of J-Lo's great year be, than just because more people know about J-Lo. Than, I think J-Lo wins this. I just think this is kind of like, this is a J-Lo year. I think she's just like, we should, we should keep her going. Also, the Latino community. Shout out. Oh, honorable mention. Shea, is she the, is she the queen? Had a great year. Oh, yeah. We should have put Shay in there. Honorable good year, mention. Shay. You're never going to make the bracket as long as I'm in charge. What <laughs> 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 a great year. Let's take a break to talk about Square. They make that little white reader that helps businesses take payments. Like Fernando the Barber. Kyle's Barber. He takes Square. Guess what? It's super easy to pay Fernando. Here's the thing a lot of people don't know about Square. They make so much more than the card reader. They make tools like point of sale for restaurants, retail and salons, easy to build websites, invoices you can send from anywhere and full service payroll too. They design and build all their hardware in-house so it all works together smoothly with their software because running and growing a business takes a ton of work and while Square can't do all that work, it can help with a lot more than you think. See how Square can take your business from square one to whatever's next at square.com slash go slash BS. That's square.com slash go slash BS. And since we're here, January is coming. That means more January sports are here. The pro football playoffs are kicking off. College football wrapping up. NBA getting a full swing. Enjoy all the action on FanDuel Sportsbook, America's biggest online sportsbook and the official sportsbook of the ringer. They've got all the bets you could want. A great, easy-to-use app. Once you win, they get your cash free. And if you've been holding out on trying FanDuel Sportsbook, now's the time. It's giving new users a free $50 bet just for signing up. For instance, thought the Chiefs were going to win the Super Bowl. I don't know why you would think that. Andy Reid's their coach. But you could bet on the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. Go find the odds. They're probably in like the 10 or 11 to 1 range. Bang it out. It's a free $50 bet, only available for a limited time. Don't wait to get your piece of the action. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app on iOS or visit fanduel.com slash Android. Sign up with promo code BS. Get your free $50 bet. Must be 21 plus, present in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and Indiana. Free bet issued as non-withdrawable site credit. Expires seven days after receipt. $10 minimum deposit required to withdraw any winnings. Terms apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Okay, we're diving into the final eight and then the final four. Here are your final eight matchups. Number one, Megan Rapino versus TikTok. Lamar Jackson versus Zendaya. Kawhi Leonard versus the cast of Succession. You just knew those two were going to battle this year. And then Tiger Woods versus J-Lo. Two, two 50-plusers almost. Well, Tiger's almost 50. Uh, feels like he's 50. Feels like he, they've been around about the exact same amount of time. Let's do it. The final eight. Here we go. We are now in the quarterfinals. This is big. The elite, the elite eight. Rapino versus TikTok, one four matchup. Both of them advanced. Do Pretty you, impressive. Yeah. Do you think Rapino you has TikTok? Do you think she I actually think TikTok should win this? Go on. Are you are you looking to knock out a one seed? I just think emerging social platform. So hard to do. Nobody thought that was going to happen again. 
People, people, remember the the dialogue about Snapchat was going to be the last one of these. Yeah, it happens We're every gonna have eighteen months. It's going to yeah. there's going to be another one every eighteen months. Probably, but the fact that they pulled that off and all these people are jockeying for it and pissed off that they could have bought bought it when they had the chance and and then how it just feels like it's going to grow and grow and grow and grow. Whereas Rapino, the moment was the moment. But so I guess the question for for you is: Will you remember two thousand nineteen for Rapino? Or is the year TikTok really put itself on the map and turned into this, much like Twitter in 2011? Yeah, I think. That's your call. This is your bracket. I think that. I'm just here to make the cases for both sides. I, I hear you. I think um, it's interesting because there is a demographic of young teen woman like your daughter. Yeah. Who is very invested in both of these people. Yeah, true. Um, and I think day in, day out, TikTok, probably more important in terms of like what had like a real impact. I feel like Rapino wins. I just feel like I really think she, in a way that like we've had moments with Serena, but like, I think it's very cool to watch her become like the number one American athlete, just like culturally, like more than like, you know, <clears throat> in this period where like, you know, people don't even really care about like USA basketball that much, you know, it's like, she was just like, you know what? I'm putting like the country on my back and we're not even getting paid as much, but we're still going to fucking like, it was very cool to watch them kind of embarrass US men's soccer and just like, the entire idea that they don't get paid that like she, I also liked how upfront and transparent she was just about her sexuality, but not in a way that like we would have had 20 years ago. It was just like she was like, Yeah, whatever. She's, yeah, Keep she moving. literally was like, Whatever, let's go. And the way she talked about herself was advanced. Yeah. I, and I thought it was important. I I I I say Rapino, I do think that TikTok was important. I think TikTok was looking ahead to Kawhi and didn't realize. I think TikTok was like, I, let me get out. I don't want to lose to Kawhi. <laughs> TikTok was already scouting Kawhi. <laughs> yeah. They could zoom right by Rapino. I think Rapino wins. So okay. Look. Rapino and then in the other bracket, Kawhi versus Succession. A 5-8 matchup. Wow. Um, I still have Kawhi. I will remember 2019 for Kawhi before Succession. It's interesting, like... Has there been who's the last great athlete who said so little and was so widely known? Like, who are the great, like, quiet team sport athletes that were like that, are, like, beloved? Like, people love Kawhi, right? Like, in a like, not in the like, we love his personality, they're just like, you're like, like, you're good and weird. Well, I think what people like about him, and I, I think this is why he has a chance to win. 2019 to me was a lot about authenticity mm -hmm. and uh, people gravitating toward who seemed authentic versus who seemed like they were their full of shit, trying to get their credit card, yeah. lying about page views or how many users they had, um, forging documents, all, all like the chicanery that has been going on this decade that we'll remember this decade for. And I think people like Kawhi, cause he's just completely authentic. He doesn't have, 
his fucking agency, and he just had, like, Uncle Dennis. We all should have known that they had a plan, but people were just like, it's just Kawhi being weird. It was Uncle like, Dennis. It was like, you know. It was great. I also think all everything you said about Kawhi also works for Rapino, just in terms of, like, yeah, like, this is me. Like, yeah. there, there's a reason these people, like, really got everyone fired up in interesting ways, because it was like, oh, like, you're just showing us your hand, which is, like, not that complicated and kind of refreshing. Um, you want, let's go through all four. Next bracket, Lamar Zendaya. Wow. Just two. Two beloved people. Like, what, combined age of what, like 41? How old is Zendaya? she older than Greta? Yeah, I think, yeah she's either... <laughs> She's either younger or older than Greta. <laughs> <laughs> what are the other? Like, they're both what? Like, 20? Wow. I mean, so... The thing with Lamar is it's only been a couple months for him here. It's, it's, it's been three and a half months. There's still the playoffs coming. We don't know how that's going to turn out. He has been a phenomenon, but Mahomes was a phenomenon last year. Yeah. And this does seem to happen in football every year. There's somebody we gravitate toward and, and grab onto. Yeah, I think Lamar... Like, had, had a strong Q3, Q4. Yeah, strong. And, you know, we could also be talking about him next year because who knows? I mean, I, I'm excited for him and Mahomes to be, like, both firing on all cylinders at the same time. Uh, last one, Tiger versus J-Lo. Wow. Two survivors. Two 90s icons. Two 2000s icons. Two, yeah, just... Like, I mean, she made out of sight which was the movie that I think along with a lot of other people made me think she was going to be like a huge movie star. Mm -hmm. She really wasn't in that movie. You leave that movie or at least you left it in 1999, whenever it was, you're like, she's going to be a huge movie star. It never really totally happened. And then hustlers, it was like 20 years. Just she's picked up with that movie star thing. I just love that. No one seemed to like, no one saw it coming. Yeah. Like, I remember when they announced the cast, I was like, well, this is cool. But I was just like, I'll keep it moving. It's like a posse movie. But one, Hustlers is good. Hustlers is good, and she kind of blows Constance Wu up the screen. And, I mean, J-Lo acted— It's a huge L for Constance Wu. I love J-Lo. I think that um, it's fantastic that she's, like, ending her third decade of relevancy, like, on a very high point. Um I don't know who else could have done that role, really. But it's not like that movie. That movie was an E.T. No, of course not. And that's where this falls apart a little bit. Yeah. I mean... I think it's Tiger. Tiger had a good four days this year. Look at you. What are you doing here? <laughs> I mean, I love Tiger. I love Tiger. I don't know. I think it's Tiger. You think it's Tiger? I think he's one of the greatest athletes of the last 50 years. And we wrote him off and he was dead and he was done. Okay. I think your argument works because like Tiger was further away from glory. Like J-Lo never like disappeared. J-Lo's J-Lo. Nobody's ever writing off J-Lo. She's been beloved for 30 years. Yeah. And you're going to have ebbs and flows of being beloved. Tiger was written off. You're right. All right, so we're down to a final four. We have three athletes. You know, it I, that actually makes sense to me because this was big sports year, a very memorable sports year yeah. in a lot of different ways. It's true. You know, it's funny. Like I think there were more great 
TV shows and movies than like breakout individuals performances. Like I think one of the reasons Zendaya is awesome is that she like you can't really single out someone from Succession. It was just like a great cast, you know. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of really. I mean, there's more TV than ever. So there's lots of while there's lots of bad shit. There's also lots of great TV and movies. Um, but yeah, I think it makes sense that there's more athletes. Um, let's. It's time. I I just I wanted I wanted Rapino to go all the way. I I think I think this is where it ends. I think it's where it ends too. I don't want it to end here, but we have a five seed about to make the finals. Kawhi Leonard. My favorite thing about Kawhi is, or just what happened was, like, I never thought that. I never thought he was going to be like that guy. Yeah, me neither. Like, I never thought that, I mean, like, that would be like, I'm more of like a Kawhi guy than a LeBron guy. Like, like the fact that you can be like, oh, no, Kawhi is like the best basketball player. And he's like the most interesting personality. Like, he's not on, he like doesn't use social media. Like, that's awesome. There's another piece to it. He's the opposite of LeBron. Like, Le- I, I, I know everything that Le- LeBron does every day. The other thing I wanted to mention, in person, Kawhi is, is he passes the test, man. He's, he's like one of a kind. Yeah. And he plays at a pace where I compared it to Michael Jordan in the last three Bulls titles. Mm-hmm. When his athletically, he was slowing down a little bit, and he had to compensate in other ways. But was always able to play at the pace he wanted to play at at all times. And yeah. offensively, he's like, have the ball. I'm not going to go fly into the rim. I'm going to get a shot right over there from 17 feet, and it's not going to be blocked, and it's going to go in. And I'm going to get over there. I'm not going to go full speed. I'm going to do a little herky-jerky. I'm going to be at a weird pace. When I line up to shoot, you're going to jump a little bit early, and I know how all this is going to play out, and then I'm going to make the shot. Yeah. And he just does it over and over again. It's it blows my mind, like, that there's actually a basketball player who's like, I want to shoot from right there. Right. <laughs> like, when he's dribbling the ball up the court, he's like, I'm going to get to the elbow. And the, and and the defender's going, it. he's going to shoot from right there. Like, we all know. We yeah. all know what he's going to do. We don't know exactly when he's going to get there, but he, he just always gets there. And it, like, typically goes And then in. defensively, he's always going to make the biggest play. And he's just fucking awesome to watch. And the fact that he made the Clippers cool, think how impossible that is. That's incredible. The Clippers are actually cool now. Clippers are awesome. They were owned by Donald Sterling five years ago. <laughs> who lost 20, who lost the decade? My guy, Don. <laughs> Don. Don. The, how about the name Donald? <laughs> Glover is holding on. <laughs> He's, he might change to Donnie. Yeah. Um, so we have Kawhi over Rapino. And then the other side, a surprising matchup. Number 14 seed Zendaya going against um, number 16 Tiger Woods. Yeah. Um, you know? Can you really... I think there's going to be some people out there that are like, what the fuck is going on? How is Zendaya going to make the finals? Yeah. Can you make this succinct case one more time? Yes. Um I saw some I saw some stats um about like who Oh, is this some inside Twitter shit? No, no, this isn't inside Twitter shit. This is like just seeing or I hope it's not. Anyway, um <laughs> no, no, there was just like they do these polls about like likability index. Yeah. 
I've read like seven or eight of these, and the answer is always Zendaya. She's like, apparently, and I get it, but like that thing where like every demographic like is into that person, like everyone's in, like that person pops up like, you know, I feel like there was a period of time when like, like pre-backlash where like Chance the Rapper had like a year like that where it's like everyone's in on this person and then it it, it always turns. Like I assume that at some point it'll turn because that's just what happened. But like for 2019, being in being in like one of the biggest movies of the year and one of the biggest TV shows of the year and also just like making it to the second phase of her career climbing out of out of uh disney yeah climbing out of disney Disney curse she broke the disney curse being like a fashion icon in a way that like i don't think anyone expected i just i'm just like i think it makes sense because she had a full year i'm not i'm not shitting on the fact that tiger beat j-lo isn't is an accomplishment Right, that I think Tiger will. He's he's walking out of this proud. He's walking out of this proud. He's updating his LinkedIn. He never again. thought he'd be in this bracket again. No. And All right, so we got we have a we have a Zendaya, Kawhi, final. We're now in the finals. We're now in the final. Ka- Kawhi Leonard versus Zendaya, last name redacted. <laughs> um. So in my mind, it's clear who's the winner is. I I feel like you we have the same answer. I think we do. Why um why is Kawhi so important? I think Kawhi wins. Kawhi wins because like why is he the most important figure of this year? I feel like he is. Cuz he the whole year was important. Yeah. He starts out in Toronto as coming off this polarizing trade and comes in, makes Toronto good. We take them seriously as a contender. Takes us all the way through April, May, June. Yeah. Makes the greatest buzzer beater ever. Beats the Warriors in the finals. And then gives us all this free agency drama. Wait, everyone else shoots their wad and signs early. Like yeah. Durant had premature ejaculation signing. <laughs> Couldn't even wait till midnight. It's a five o'clock. He's like, oh, I'm signing the Nets. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Kawhi waits it out. Everybody signs within five minutes. And then he gets this whole week where it's like, where's Kawhi going? Where's Kawhi going? Oh, he's over here. Nobody can read Uncle Dennis. He gets another week out of it. And then it seems like he's going to the Lakers. Yeah. Double crosses them. Starts this whole Clippers thing. Now the Clippers are really fun. He's owned every month of the year. He's been involved, which I think matters. Yeah. He was like player of the month in some ways every year. He was the who won 2018 (laughs) player of the month. He won January. No, I'm obsessed with it. I love the fact that he... Like being low key, but like was clearly playing chess in a way that no one else was. Like no one could read him. Like everyone's trying to always like take these cues off of what you're doing publicly. Meanwhile, Kawhi was just like he was like Kaiser Soze. Yeah, it felt like this like masterful script that clearly worked. Turning the tables on San Antonio. I don't want to be here anymore. I'm out. Goes to Toronto. Uses them for a title. Leaves. Yeah. Fucks with LeBron, fucks with the Lakers, goes to the Clippers. It all kind of fits into 2019. He also, it also, you know, even though that team was clearly a shell of their normal selves, like him and like a bunch of dudes beat a super team. Yeah. Like him and Fred Van Vliet 
of someone who I like was never really supposed to know much about. Like he made, he made like the whole, he made like the United States basketball fan root for Toronto. Yeah, that was weird. That was weird. I loved it. And then like on top of everything, also having this like very likable like internet side of him where it's like he wasn't doing any like he didn't have to say anything we would just like find ways to make his clips and things go viral and then now you have like his teammates doing like the Kawhi laugh at the like he's clearly like a cult figure yeah Titan there's not a lot of cult figures these days because everyone's so accessible no one's mysterious Kawhi is is this piece of clay that people are just yeah. taking and and molding into whatever they want, getting whatever they want out of him. And he's just kind of there allowing it and, and we, happy with it. Yeah, and we, like, see little glimpses when we're, like, trying to take all of these glimpses and, like, tell a story about who he was. Like, there's that great video of him in the backseat with Serge Ibaka. Yeah. And Kawhi, like, doesn't really know that he's on camera. But it also kind of looks like Kawhi's, like, rolling a blunt. And you're right. like, interesting. Right. <laughs> like, maybe Kawhi smokes weed. Maybe, like, it could have also just not been that. But it's just like, we're just trying to, like, figure out, like, who this ball of clay is. And we're all we're and all there, doing it in different ways. But none of us really know who he is. And I think there's that's no mystery so awesome. with LeBron. There's no mystery with Embiid. But I think Kawhi is the one person who's been able to protect his personnel, personality slash identity slash persona yeah like Kawhi might like i love also doesn't care doesn't ca- doesn't seem to care like someone that famous having like a private life seems healthy it also seems like just healthy like i don't really know like like who's in his circle like if he has like i think i don't he think has- he knows <laughs> I think he just like it's like two people. I think he just figured it out. He's just like I don't want y'all in my business. Well, wow. this is amazing. So Kawhi over Zendaya. That's Kawhi- our finals. Kawhi over Zendaya. Kawhi's road to the finals. Wow. He took down BTS in round one. In round two, the cast of Succession. Round three, Rapino, <laughs> and then Zendaya. It's incredible. I mean, multiple people can the whole cast of Succession. He, had to he took out a whole like an entire took cousin Greg. He took down like. <laughs> Like Rupert Murdoch's whole family. Unbelievable. <laughs> it's incredible. Remember Brown, a pleasure. Thank you. Thanks, man. All right. Thanks to State Farm. Thanks to Square. It's more than a little white credit card reader. It's a whole system of tools built to run and grow any kind of business from point of sale and payroll to invoices and online stores. Go to square.com slash go slash BS to see all the ways you can take your business from square one to whatever's next. Thanks to Simply Safe. Time is running out on their huge holiday offer, their biggest sale of the year. They have everything you need to protect your home and family, like a smart lock and video doorbell for your front door and an army of sensors that guard every room in your home. Get 25% off plus a free camera at simplysafe.com slash BS. The sale ends December 31st. Simply Safe with two eyes, simplysafe.com slash BS. Cousin Sal and I will be back on Sunday night after everything shakes out. Ready to guess the lines for week 18, aka round one of the NFL playoffs. I'm so excited. Enjoy the rest of the week. Happy holidays. We had an awesome year this year. Um, Very excited for 2020 and everything that's coming.